Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Well, Bradley Trainer had an adventure in the kitchen this weekend. True. And it turned into an adventure of research all about red velvet cake. What? Bradley's going to school us on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Red velvet is neither red nor velvet. Discuss. That is actually truer than you think. So it's all a sack of lies, and I'm going to tell you, but it's a tasty sack. <laughs> Good. I just said tasty sack. You actually did. <sighs> you said that. Okay, anyway, let's go to better places. Mm. Um, so in the process of making Jamie's mom's traditional red velvet cake recipe this weekend, that was a lot of words, I'll explain. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned uh, essentially a crap ton about red velvet cake, and I just wanted to share with you. And also, I love cake, so obviously I want to talk about cake. Bradley Trainer, team now, cake. If I said to you, mm-hmm. describe for me... Mm-hmm. A typical piece of red velvet cake. What would you describe, mm. Colleen? And there are no wrong answers. Okay, well, good. Cause, uh, but I do have the right answer, obviously. Okay. It is a, uh, it is a uh, red in hue cake that is moist <laughs> and delicious. Mm. And it is iced mm. with a cream cheese frosting. Of wrong! Some sort. Okay, so actually you're not wrong. That's just a different version. And I think that's the version, the way you described it is I think the way most people understand red velvet cake. Totally my opinion as well. Now, one thing I learned 13 plus years ago when I uh, met uh, that delightful human I called Jamie. And uh, that is also his (laughs) name. That's also his actual name. (laughs) I don't ever call him Jamie. I call him other names and you don't get to know what they are. But. Well, uh, so since we've been thank to, you. I mean, it's nothing personal, but you know how you have like yeah, names. And of course. Anyway. So, um, I've, one of the things I've known since I've met Jamie is that he does not like anybody's red velvet cake except his mom. Mm-hmm. And every time we have red velvet cake, it's like this, uh, this eternal search for the, for a red velvet cake that would stack up to his mother's. Yep. And I'm always like, but. It's just red velvet cake. Maybe you really don't like red velvet cake and you like the idea of your mom's red velvet cake. So uh, that's been my life. Well, finally, he dug out her recipe for red velvet cake. Mm -hmm. And he's like, we've been watching a lot of great great British Bake Off recently Mm -hmm. and the Junior Bake Off because we didn't even know that was a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've been watching a lot of baking shows. And he goes, we were having company over this weekend. And he goes, do you want to make? something like from my mom's recipe book and i was like sure let's bake some dessert right who doesn't like dessert i'm not a huge baker you should know like normally we would just go to a bakery and pick something up Mm -hmm. so 
But you were in on this adventure. So I was like, let's do it. So he sent me the recipe. And as I started to look at the recipe, I was like, this is not right. Now, like, I like to cook and I'm in the kitchen a lot. And I watch a lot of cooking shows and Mm -hmm. read a lot of cooking things. So I was like, I don't, this doesn't sound right. And I feel like, is this right? Like it, all the stuff that it was calling for and the frosting, I was like, this is not cream cheese frosting. Mm-hmm. And he has always said that like his mom's red velvet didn't have cream, cream cheese, cheese frosting. frosting. I was like, well, your mom's weird because everybody else has cream cheese. Mm-hmm. So made the, it was kind of like a weird buttercream. Mm-hmm. I can tell you about that in a minute. But other than that, it was like a, kind of what you'd expect. Very red. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah. Like two bottles of food coloring. Wow. It was a lot. I feel like that's going to come out later in unexpected ways. Oh, dear. But we got it. I I gave everyone a heads up and I just said, I want bottoms up. (laughs) I just want you to pay attention and remind yourself later this week Mm -hmm. that you had a lot of artificial red food coloring. (laughs) Anyway, but I was like, this is weird. Why would you put this much food coloring in? Blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I learned? What? Originally, red velvet cake had, uh, or I shouldn't say originally. The earliest references to what we now know as red velvet cake oftentimes was described as having a buttercream frosting, mm-hmm. much like his mom's. And it's uh, it goes by a bunch of names, but the most common name is like boiled milk buttercream, mm-hmm. where you actually boil, uh, um, I don't know why I said milk, because there's no milk in it. But it it goes by a bunch of names, but it has flour. So you cook flour. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was flour and milk. Flour and milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you whisk that together on the stovetop and it creates like puddingy consistency. Mm-hmm. And then you mix that into the butter and the sugar. And it stiffens the buttercream in a way that allows it to maintain its like shape. Yeah. But like, so that was the thing I was freaking out about when I was reading a recipe. I was like, I've never heard of a buttercream that you have to like cook flour. Yeah. Right. But as I then started to go down the rabbit hole, it turns out that is the the oldest you know, that's like the OG, the OG frosting is this like buttercream and also the red. There was only two because I think like a lot of people, maybe you thought red velvet was just chocolate cake with red food Food coloring coloring or like, I don't know. I guess I I never inquired within to find out what the point of the red uh, hue or how it even got there was. And there's a story, and it's fascinating. So this this recipe is a more modern version in that it had me use food coloring with two teaspoons of cocoa powder. And I was like, two teaspoons? Yeah, like, that, that doesn't seem like that enough. Seem, like, what's the point of that? Right. So then I went back and looked, and lo and behold, long story short, cocoa is prepared in a different way now. OG cocoa cacao you know the Uh like the raw cacao powder when you add what's another thing we know about red velvet cake is that it has vinegar in it yeah so that's another common thing is that use buttermilk and there's like vinegar and baking soda Uh that's what creates the bubbles well when the vinegar reacts to uh or the soda i don't remember which one when one of them reacts to the raw cocoa powder it turns into almost like a chocolatey red color. Oh, interesting. And so that's how the cake originally had its reddish red color. hue. And then it was like in the 40s, industrialization, there was a guy named John Adams, not the president, who had an artificial food coloring company and sort of said, hey, I can do this better and started selling a pre-mixed box thing with his food coloring. Mm. And that's where people started getting that super duper artificial red color from. But originally, it was just that the re- the chemical reaction in the cake made it a natural red. Exactly. 
Wow. Isn't that fascinating? That is super fascinating. I also feel like you might not have that um, back-end experience if you went the natural route. Yeah, I, I feel like you you would not have to like remind yourself. You would not have right. to have Siri remind you that you, know, <laughs> you ate red velvet with wow. red frosting. Yeah. So, and I, and, and I know I should have brought you some cake. You guys, Yeah, I did actually already mm-hmm. shame you for that, but I want you to know I failed the frosting cause I've never had to cook flour uh-huh. and do buttercream. Yeah. It, it flopped. It tasted amazing. Trust me. Yeah. But it was just kind of like, there's something ain't right with it. The consistency. Yeah. So I'm going to do it again and do it better. Now that I you know, figured it out. I will bring it in and we will all, and I'm going to do it without the, I'm going to find the like raw cocoa powder mm-hmm. and do it the old school way yes. so that we don't have to like have an emergency. I like, like this. Like late night call to uh, urgent care. I will say, I mean, there is a precision to baking Ugh. that is not for some people. I'm the kind of cook that like, I love to cook, but like. I'm I'm moving and shaking, yeah. and if I have to like be scientific about it, yeah, you're not interested. It's a hard. It's just you have to reframe your like, you do. approach. This is why I'm. I actually am a baker. Yeah, because I like rules and limits. Yeah, but I need somebody else to do the chemistry for me. So I'm not going to be one of those people that's going to show up on the baking show and is going to know the basic recipe for some sort of baked good, such yeah. that they can like make yeah. it out of their head. I'm not that person, but I love to follow a recipe to a T yeah. and then have it come out the other end and look and okay. <laughs> On the other side of baking. Yes. Uh, I like it, it to come out, out of the oven. oven looking like the picture in the book and tasting amazing. I will say it was this like really fiddly recipe in terms of like baking soda, vinegar, buttermilk, blobbity blue. It was the tenderest, moistest cake I've ever made in my entire life. Really? The cake, it was so, and I think that that's also, I did a little bit of reading about velvet because you can make a velvet cake without color Mm -hmm. and then it's just like a velvet cake. Okay. And velvet cake started to be a thing in the 1800s because they added, you know, something to soften the crumb of the cake. Yeah. Which is why, and you know, I guess cocoa and sometimes almond flour were used, but like that's where the term like velvet came from because it was sort of like a soft and mm. you know, oh God, I'll, I have to make it again. I'll make it. For okay, you guys. I can't wait. We'll celebrate with a big. No. I'm giving him the eye, like I, you're gonna make. This I damn will cake. make the cake. And I'm make the cake. <laughs> I have to practice that frosting though. Okay, well, you know. we look forward to the results. I'm happy to judge. Yeah. I am happy yeah. to be like a test. A tester. I'm happy for you to go. Don't, is this any because good? Because here's 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 how good it is. And I'm not. This was not like a bragging thing. Like, I made the best cake, but I, like I made the cake part well. The frosting was crap. Um, it still tasted fine. But um, my the, my point was, now I understand why people really got excited for red velvet yeah. because previously, I see you see red velvet on a menu and you're like, okay. I mean, I feel like it's kind of overhyped. Mm-hmm. This was not overhyped. So, but it's got to be the real deal. Okay. Uh, thank you, Bradley Trainer, for that education. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, you've been waiting to hear us talk about, we know it, uh, Brunchen. It's a publationship that is getting all the pub, and it's probably pretty light on the relationship, but we're going to talk about uh, Giselle Bunchen and Tom Brady. I don't get it. Where are we? Where, what? I don't know. You're taking us on this journey all after right. this on My Talk 1071.
going to talk about him today, right? Uh, Brunchen, that's the name of the publicationship. Uh, that's what we call him, at least on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hello. But everybody's talking about him. Uh, that's Giselle Bunchen and uh, I almost said Bradley trainer, Tom no, Brady. No, that would be weird because that's not how I roll. Uh, Tom Brady, no, still not my game. Okay, mm-hmm. literally and otherwise. Uh, okay, here's the thing. You know, um, everybody wants us to know or to guess, are they going to get divorced? Right. Are they not going to get divorced? What's going on with these two? Because, well, they haven't told us anything. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, we're all asking this question. That's weird. Well, will they or won't they? They sure want us to ask the question, though, because here we have... A perfect example of what publationships often engage in, and I would like to just term it what it's actually termed, a paparazzi stroll. Uh-huh. Giselle Bunchen. Oh, I always put it a D in her name. It's not Boonchen. It's Boonchen. There's umlauts, though. No, I know there's an umlaut. Boonchen. 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 Uh, she was exiting a building of attorney's offices amid looming Tom Brady mm. divorce. Also, I would just like to remind you, you should live in a world where uh, that is based on facts. What are the facts as we know them in regard to Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen? I mean, like that he retired and then went back to football. Mm-hmm. And he started playing the other day and like she didn't show up. And that's all we really know. Yeah. So allegedly, supposedly, there's all this rumors and innuendo about them being or getting divorced. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what this headline was about. Giselle exits building of attorney's office amid looming Tom Brady divorce. Well, that Tom Brady divorce is not that's not fact. Mm she did, however, leave a building with attorneys, and I'm not saying they're not getting divorced, and I'm not saying that they're not trying to make it look like they're getting divorced. Mm-hmm. But I do find it odd that like they're doing all this like kabuki, you know, this theatrics uh, without saying anything that um, they are getting divorced, but they're not actually saying it. And I don't understand what that's all about. Can you help I me? Don't, I guess I don't really get it either. And also, I don't know. Okay, so... I, I, it's I'm, like... I haven't really fully baked this okay. like your delicious red velvet cake, but you know, I think about the fact that celebrities like it. Sometimes we are looking for the story where there is no story. So if the story is essentially they're getting divorced and there's some sort of paparazzi moment outside of a lawyer's office. Well, here's the thing about celebrities. They have multiple reasons to, you know, find counsel with lawyers. I mean, number one, people be litigious. Number two, like they've got contracts every hither, thither and yon. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like there's not a reason for her to be present at a lawyer's office. That's not news. Um, Maybe it's like a staring competition or like a staring contest right now. Like who's going to be the one to file and that'll be the thing that breaks it wide open. I don't really know, but it's so bizarre to me. Like, why are we part of this? Just tell me when we get to like an actual thing. I also wonder and dear audience, I know you're like, but this happens all the time. But here's the thing. Like, again, I wonder if that. If that pop culture and celebrities and the way celebrities communicate things in the world, it's like 
when you're a certain kind of celebrity, you can't just say the thing. Mm-hmm. You have to have some like weird distance from the news because that because that's just gossip and that's tabloid. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to be seen, you know, like deigning to like lower ourselves to the standard of page six mm-hmm. or the Daily Mail. Oh. So we have to like speak. We have to do this pantomime where mm-hmm. we, you know, like act it out without saying anything. Because you do see that more and more like and, and it's always certain celebrities. Mm-hmm. I think of people like Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. We like never heard them talking about things until they did i know that sounds weird but no you're right how how long were we talking about their relationship before they actually mentioned it well yeah and there's also like a weird manipulation to it like then there's like a statement to the statement that says something along the lines of well we were going to keep this private but you know because the tabloids can't get out of our beeswax you know so there's like a shaming element to it like shame on you for caring although you've been doing to your to use your term you know the kabuki that has made us invested in it yeah right yeah so there's this it's it's like um yeah the theatrics of don't look at us don't look at us oh you're looking fine then we'll just confirm it for you yeah so now it's just like you know we wouldn't norm because here here's what i want to say to them you're a public figure Mm -hmm. you have to have a public persona you you are going to live your life in headlines because that's that's what you're doing as a celebrity so like i just assume that that's going to happen you don't need to like do all this like fake yeah. Like pretending like you don't know that we're all wondering what's going on when you're feverishly, you know, plotting all these things behind the scenes yeah. by calling paparazzi late at night. Like, I don't know. Just be honest. That's all we want from you. Just be honest. Just tell us the truth, for goodness sake. They probably just don't want it. They would say we don't want to be honest. Uh, when we come back, dumb, dumb people doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That I'm is Bradley, Bradley Trainer. This is 60 Minutes. Or rather, this is Crazy Stupid Idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah! Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again. Oppentimes at the state of... Florida. Sometimes other places. Like? Chicago. 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 It's a wonderful town. As I'm telling you the story, I know you're going to have some questions, and I actually do not have the answers to some of the questions you might ask, um, because they're questions I have myself. But the story begins in uh, Orland Park, uh, which is a neighborhood in Chicago, where a uh, park has some... Orland. (laughs) A playground, I should say. A playground outside of Prairie Elementary School. Okay. Uh, has an interactive component that involves instruments, like musical instruments of some sort, that are there as part of the playground for the children playing on the playground to play. 
the instruments. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, there is one neighbor who is real, real put out by this and does not like the noise that is coming from that particular playground. And he has decided to take matters into his own hands. Okay. The property owner... Uh, has expressed, as I said, the noise of the musical instruments, saying that 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 noise is interfering with their quality of life. And so after unsuccessful attempts over the course of the last two years to try to convince the school district to remove the instruments, that property owner has decided to try to deter children from playing on that playground Okay, by playing music. Oh. That music is vulgar music. Oh my God. They're trying to blast the children no! out of the neighborhood. With dirties? With dirties. Oh, God. Isn't that awful? That's, that's rude. The music has included songs with, quote, vulgar content and, quote, language that is not suitable for children. Oh, why now, would you do that? Now, bullied into submission, the district has removed the musical instruments... With the exception of one instrument, a bell, all the bass structures for the instruments. And again, I have a lot of questions. Like I have, I have a hard time with the idea of instruments. I want to make sure that these aren't like brass or like things that they would be putting their mouth on. But I imagine it's like drums and other types of like xylophones, probably like other kinds of percussion um, instruments, perhaps. Timpani. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I really did love her mall tour. Tiffany? Tiffany. Um, (laughs) anywho, uh, so I, so anyway, all I'm trying to say here is that is a heck of a way to get your way. I mean, there are so many easier, more thoughtful, kind ways to get your way in that regard. Don't you just imagine that smug, that smug neighbor just sitting up in their house being like, I did it. Yeah. (laughs) You're gross. And you're like, that was children, man. Now you might say that, but that would be loud to live next. But that would be loud to live next to those people with the instruments. The police have tested the noise on more than one occasion to see where it falls in the acceptable decibel level for, uh, you know, whatever they call that, like, sure, you know, disruption or whatever. Noise. It always falls below the level, way below the level, no matter what. Yeah, this person is just... It's just an angry person saying, get off my lawn and quit playing your xylophone in my face. Rude. That would be kind of annoying, though. I'm just going to say, like, if my backyard abutted a playground of instruments, I think that would just get grating on the nerves eventually. But, you know, at the end of the day, you'd probably just be like, well... I live near I live a near a playground. So what do you expect? Right. Because there's it was a always, school playground, right? It's a school playground. Yeah. But you know, like I don't know, the schools in our neighborhood, the kids go yeah, outside of, of school hours to play on the equipment. Yeah. Um yeah. But we again, actually do now that I think about it. We're not that far from a playground, but yeah. they don't play instruments. Yeah, but they're kids. Yeah. I mean, you know, they make noises. Kids yeah. do that. <laughs> kids make noises. Yeah, trust. I got By the way, for you, so do adults. Yesterday, my watch, it'll tell you when you've gone like into loud decibel levels. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's kind of an, it's nice. Like, it'll be like, wow, too much time in this uh, environment. You're going to lose some hearing. I definitely got in my house. I got a notification oh, that no, it was too loud. Your kids were being loud. Yeah, always. But I was like, guys, Mom! guys, Mom! look at this. You're going to make me lose hearing. Oh, God. 
That's the most mom thing ever. Right. I am just, you're going to have to start wearing earplugs around the house. I, you think I don't? Oh my God, you have earplugs? I fully wear, I know I wear my noise canceling earbuds. Oh yeah. Almost all the time. And then people will actually be talking to me and I'll just be like going about my business and I'll kind of hear something that sounds like it's being directed at me. I'll go, are you talking to me? And they'll go, yeah. Or nine times out of 10, I hear something that sounds like somebody's talking to me and I go, are you talking to me? And they go, no. And they're like, if you take those things out of your ears, you'd know. But like, it's blissful when they're in there. Mm. All right. Where are we going next? We are going to Cambridge, Massachusetts. Okay. And there is a T on the end there. It's not Massachusetts. Thank you. A restaurant owner in Massachusetts is asking for help. And it's why this person is asking for help that earned the story crazy, stupid idiot status. Now. The owner of Wusong Road, a restaurant, it's actually a tiki bar and restaurant in Cambridge. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's uh, owned by Jason Dew. And Jason Dew says that somebody ripped something off of him on Tuesday night. And it's the thing that they ripped off, meaning stole, vandalized. That earned this this story crazy stupid idiot status. And he's actually offering a $100 gift card to get it back. Wait, the guy, like something got stolen off the guy or off the restaurant? Off the restaurant. Okay. Yeah. I mean, which he's the owner of. Okay. So they ripped him off, but by virtue of stealing from his restaurant. What did they steal from uh, Mm -hmm. Mr. Do? Mm -hmm. He said it's a tiki bar, right? Tiki bar and restaurant. Okay. They... Stole. They ripped. They stole. Mm-hmm. I'll say they stole mm-hmm. um, uh, a box of their uh, bamboo um, uh, souvenir torch? cups. Oh no, no! It's actually not tiki related. It's oh. more um, holiday related because I don't know if you know this. We've entered a festive season. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's a festive holiday season. Not like their baby Jesus from the manger scene. We're not right? that far into no. the festive okay, well, you know, season. I don't know. A t- Target thinks so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> skeletons. <laughs> what about something with skeletons? Oh my God, Holly, you're hot. Oh, I mean, wow. That was not, I feel like, thank you. That was wow. not a statement on your... <laughs> that was lovely. She is beautiful. No, that's a game we play <laughs> where I say, Holly, you're hot. <laughs> it's a... Sp- no, Okay. <laughs> No, well, hot meaning, you know, like you're cold, you're hot. Uh-huh. You're okay. hot, Holly, Got you're it. very close. Okay, it's something skeleton related. Halloween. Uh, okay. Skeleton. Well, they just stole a skeleton. They stole a giant arm bone. Wow. Just from the a arm? skeleton, just the arm off of a giant, just the forearm, frankly. Sounds like they're armed and dangerous. Okay. No? All right. Well, I would say armed <laughs> with sure. an arm that's not theirs. Oof. In fact, Jason Dew said um, they took the arm from a 12 foot skeleton that he had up for the holiday. Wow, that's a that's a that's a big skeleton. <sighs> the upfront costs have been high for things like this, says uh, the owner. And you hope that they're one time expenses. Your accountant doesn't want to see 12 foot skeleton multiple times on a line item. So we're hoping an expense like this would have lasted multiple years that is why he's now offering a hundred dollar gift card to his restaurant in return Who but doesn't that seem does like you're that? just rewarding the behavior well yeah like if this lady shows up it's with like, i found your arm in an alley yeah 
suddenly the rest of that skeleton's going to go missing. Lots of people going to be asking for like, that. Hey, grab, Can grab I get a some piece of that off free that food? skeleton. Also, why? Like, for why? What do you? What do you need with just an arm? I think somebody was just being a jerk, don't you think? There was a giant skeleton up in front of the restaurant for the spooky season. And they just went and cracked just off the arm? yanked off an arm. I'm sure it was like, hey, ha, ha, look what I did. Do you think maybe it was one of those things where it was like they went to, I don't know, this is how my brain works, because this is something that would probably happen to me. I'd be thinking I was being cute or funny, and I'd go up to try to, like, shake the thing's hand, and the whole arm came off, and then, like, what do you do? You can't hide it. Yeah. Like, well, then you just drop it and walk away. You just away. leave it there and run, I yeah, suppose. that's what I would do. But then you'd realize as you were running away, everything's on camera. And so then you'd turn around and go back and go, I I'm, did this. I did, I'm sorry. Yeah. Or at least I hope that was what you would do. Mm. Where are we going next? We are going to break because, oh. yeah, we are, it's fine. We got, we'll have more stories tomorrow. That's the thing with crazy, stupid idiots. They're just they, so crazy. They show up every day. Uh, but when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, Holly Roberts is back and it is time for her to do her special thing with the throwback. Live! You're hot, Holly. <laughs> After this on My Talk 1071. <laughs> For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. 